Father, we are thanking you for the few minutes we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. Beautiful. Now, Jacob is a very important person to us because of Romans chapter 2, verse 28 and verse 29. It says, he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. Amen. Verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not of man, but of God. So, circumcision and being a Jew, we are learning this is something that God has given to us. So even if you are not circumcised, you see, in the spirit you are circumcised. Amen. Because many, many people are not circumcised. Many countries don't believe in circumcision. So, even if you are not circumcised, you get it? You are circumcised in the spirit. Then also, if you are Ghanaian, Sierra Leonean, Liberian, Nigerian, you get what I'm saying? If you are not even the color of a Jew, according to the Bible, you are really a Jew in your heart. So that is why when you go to Israel, you find almost nobody called Paul. It's Paul who has made decentralized being a Jew. You get it? He's the one who has explained to all of us that we are Jews. So you will not walk through Israel and find somebody called Paul. It's not popular there at all. Because he has rather shown us that Charlie, Jewism, Charlie, we are all in, in it. What do you think? Now, whatever happened to Jacob, therefore, who is your father and my father, is very important to us. Amen. And Hebrews 6 verse 12 says that we should be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. So we, we must follow Jacob because he inherited promises. Now, in Genesis chapter 32, are you there? You see Jacob having lived with his uncle Laban for 20 good years. For 20 years. And now is living and going back. Do you get it? If you read verse 31, Genesis chapter 31. Genesis chapter 31, verse 1. And he heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob has taken all that was our fathers. You see, that's how people talk when you prosper. When you are a pastor and you prosper, people say, he's taking our money. But the answer to that is that, is anyone's money missing? Ask your question. Is there any missing money anywhere? 
Wow. Is, is, there, is anybody's money missing? Hmm? Is anybody's money missing? Nobody's money is missing. So, verse 3. Now, the Lord, Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, verse 2. And behold, it was not towards him as before. So, verse 3. Now, the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred and I will be with thee. Now, in chapter 32, Jacob decides to obey God. So now, in chapter 32 of Genesis, Jacob has embarked on the journey back to his father's house. Okay? Are you with me? To his land where he originally came from 20 years ago. And his father Isaac was still alive. Remember, Isaac said he doesn't know when he's going to die, so they should call the two boys. But 20 years later, Isaac was still alive. So, the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. Now, every mission, point number one, every mission God sends you on has a problem to be solved. Are you with me? The fact that God has sent you does not mean that everything is going to be problem-free. You, 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 you are not serious when you come back telling us the reasons why you didn't go. Jacob went you get it? And in verse 3, Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother. Are you there? Now, Esau, his brother, all right, has promised to murder Jacob the day that he set his eyes on him. It's finished. So as Jacob has decided to obey God, he is going to a place where there is a man who has targeted him and a place to where a man who has meant his life that you, the, the day that I get you, you are, you are finished. You have stolen my birthright. You have stolen my blessing. You are finished. So many people will not go when God sends them where there is an obvious difficulty. I don't know if you've ever, if anybody has ever threatened your life before. But it's not a small thing to even, whether it's, it's, even if it's a joke. And somebody says, this person must die. It's not a small thing to hear that. Because it means there is a very evil person somewhere who is huh, thinking to himself how to kill you. Huh? That is why when somebody says such things, the police don't take it lightly. Yes, even if it's a joke. One day, one of our pastors was doing some negotiations uh, for some land, and one of the people said something about killing the person. When he told me, I told him, don't go there again. Because these are not... Uh, you, you, you never know. And, and those who are married and have violent husbands and people who threaten to kill. I don't know what percentage do it, 
Do you know? Apparently, a quite a high percentage. So when you hear that from your spouse saying to you, I'll kill you. Always ask the people who are experienced what you should do. Because you may not know. I know a man who said he would kill his wife and he would kill his children. And eventually, he killed his wife. And then he didn't get his children, but he killed his wife and he killed himself. But he has said it for years that he would do it. So for Laban, for Jacob to be going back to a place where there is a man who has threatened clearly that I will kill you. You should know that it's an obedient servant of God. How many are ready to obey? If some of you, God sends you even just to the north. You say, oh, Chiripuni, Rara, Wale Wale, Dawadawa number two. Please, hold your peace. But today, you are being anointed with the anointing of Jacob. Obedience. Even if there is a person who has meant your life or something that threatens you, yes, you must obey God. Now, thank God that his wives, you get it, they didn't know Esau, how wicked he was. So, they said, oh, Charlie, let's go. It's an adventure. But there are many wives who would have said, no, 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 because they become afraid more quickly. <laughs> this place that you are telling us to go is very dangerous. We will die there. You get it? So, when God has called you as a man, you should know that you are a man. If you cannot lead your wife, you are not a man. Looking at pornography does not make you a man. Yes. It doesn't make you a man. Having sex does not make you a man. Your ability to lead your wife. And this man was leading four wives. Four solid wives. Huh? He's a real leader. And he's leading them to a dangerous place. One day, a pastor, one of my pastors had a dream. And in the dream, he was a woman. No, somebody had a dream about him that he was a woman in their dream. And I told him, it is phlegmatism that they've dreamt about. <laughs> That's why they saw you as a woman in the dream. You behave like a woman. The strength of leadership is not there. That's why somebody had a dream about you and saw you in the form of a woman. No one will ever have such a dream about you. In Jesus' name. Are you still around? Yes. Beautiful. So, 
Lift your hand and say, I'm going wherever the Lord tells me to go. Whether there is an Esau or whatever is there, I am going. We are going. Heaven knows we are going. We know we will. We will get there. distressed and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the heads and the camels into two bands we are going heaven knows how we company which is left shall escape. Verse 9. And Jacob said, Oh God of my father, God of my father Abraham, my father Isaac, the Lord which said to me, return to thy country and to thy kindred and I will deal with thee. You see, afraid man, even though you are afraid, you, you should just be praying. You get what I'm saying? When you are afraid, pray. When you are afraid, pray. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. It's normal. Fear is, an, an, a, is a normal, a, a, a protective response 
There are some things you should be afraid. You should have a proper respect of certain things. When you see a snake, you put a snake around your neck as a kind of necklace. You must have a proper respect for snakes and a proper fear of them and what they can do to you. You get what I'm saying? You can't just, I mean, not fear certain things. So he was afraid, greatly afraid. No problem. There are things you should fear. It's normal. But what you are afraid, go forward. So he prayed. You told me to go to my father, verse 10. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast shown unto thy servant. Huh? Why? For with my staff I passed over this Jordan 20 years ago and now I have become two bands. This is going to be your story when you go on your mission. Yes. You pass over the Jordan as a one-man army. But when you are coming back, when you are coming back, you become two bands. Yes. Wow. You come back a lot of people with you. Huh? When I, when I crossed over to Kolebu years ago, I went all alone. One man. I came out of Kolebu with bands. I've become many bands. All over the place. Bands. I passed over the, with my staff. I was just holding one staff like that. Look at what has happened. I've become two bands. And he said, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies you have showed me. So my prayer for you is that with the anointing, how many were at the anointing service this morning or this afternoon? That anointing, you are now converted into bands. You can't come to church alone anymore. Come with two bands. Two basantes, yes, two basantes, yes, two buses, Amen. full of people. Amen. You go home alone. You came to church alone. But now when you come to church, it's a large crowd that are following you to church. Two bands. I met our missionary to Gulu. Wisdom. When I met him, a few weeks ago in Uganda, the second largest city in Uganda. He was surrounded by a band of medical students who are his members. Plenty. Uganda medical students. Band. He has become a band. He went alone. When I met him, he showed that he has slept on the floor for one and a half years man. Hard. But he has become a band. Clear a band that I saw and I felt and I touched. That will be your testimony. Aren't you tired of being alone? You are being turned into two bands. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wow. Tell your neighbor, I feel the shepherding anointing. Receive the grace to be a good shepherd. Fantastic. Now, so point number one, I go, point number one is that we are going and heaven knows how we will get there because God says we should go. We are going. Point number two is that wherever God sends you, you will not come back alone. You are going to become two bands or more. Point number three.
Genesis chapter 32, verse 11. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. You see, a man with vengeance is different from a man who doesn't have vengeance in him. So Jacob would have been weaker in his fight against Esau. Verse 12. And thou says, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So once again, you see, you've sent me. That's what's important, not the obstacles. Look, I'll give you advice at your workplace. Eh? Don't give excuses to your boss oh, when things are not done. Excuses demote you all the time. One day somebody gave a lot of excuses. When he finished, I told him that, look, even though the excuses that he's given are sound plausible, I, I must tell him that anybody who gives a lot of reasons why things are not done, I don't have much respect for the person. I mean, no matter how good the reasons are, I want him to know that it's a standard thought in my head and I don't want to hide my thoughts from him. I don't respect people who have excuses when I send them. I immediately do more than this person is not a good worker. Once you come with reasons why, because every mission you are given has probably 17 problems. Your duty is to go and solve the problem, not to come back and tell me all the problems that there are. As we are going to the Independence Square, there are problems. The people say the stands are spoiled. So we shouldn't, or some, some people say it's not good. Some people say, the engineers there say that it's not good. This one says it's good. So it's dangerous. That's a problem. How can we fit into the place? And so on and so on. There are problems all the time. Sound, there'll be pro- light, this, that. Many problems. Just solve the problem. Don't come back and tell us all the problems. Do you want somebody to come and tell us the problem? We want solutions. And your value is going to go high. Now, verse 13. Beautiful. And he lodged there that night and took a present. All right? Oh, the rain is ending, so we can end. He took a present for his Esau, his brother. Now, verse 14. Before, this is point number three. Point number three is the present of Jacob. The present of Jacob contains a great revelation. This is the present. 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats. <laughs> 200 is it Ewes or we are seeing? Or Eus? Eus. And 20 rams. Huh? 30 milk camels with their colts. 40 kine, that is cows, and 10 bulls. 20 she asses and 10 fools. Verse 16. Yes, and he delivered them. So, verse 14 is a revelation right there. And that revelation is that one man, male, will always desire multiple females. <laughs> He had not studied biology, zoology, but it was something that he could see. That one is to 10, one is to 20, and different ones have more or less. It's a reality. Now, this reality 
is something that applies to human beings as well. And the sooner you come to terms with it, the better you'll be. The better your life will be. And I will explain why. Do you want me to explain why? Should I explain it for the brothers or for the sisters? For the brothers. Huh? I should explain it for both sides. Brothers first. The, the fact is that that is how God made you. Hmm. Yes. You are the sheep of his, his hand. And how many sheep are there? Look at it. We are the sheep. She goats, 200 to 20. We are the sheep of his hand. The Lord is my shepherd. You see, it is those who walk humbly before the Lord, Micah 6, 8, who are safe. You see, right now, he says, he has showed thee, O man, what is good, what the Lord doth require of thee, to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. You see, right now, you are here. You see, humble yourself. It is raining. You get what I'm saying? I can't swim. I don't know how to walk in the rain. I don't know if there is a flood anywhere. If it is catching somebody, I don't have a car. I don't have anything. Let me just stay coolly here and then be revived at the revival service. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Rather than forcing myself to be a superman, to go somewhere where I can't go. Before we realize, we've heard of you that something has happened to you. God forbid. So, accepting your weakness and rather securing yourself is better for you than to say, oh, me, girls, no, I don't, I don't have a, I'm not that type of man. Sorry for, this, sorry for preaching that message to you. Sorry, tell somebody, Charlie, we are sorry. We didn't know you were here. You should come to another meeting. Here, we are just humans. So, the reality is that every man, no matter how faithful he is, in the corner of his eye, he can see. You think I don't know things? I know things. Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Verse 7. For He is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We are sheep. We behave, we are just like sheep. So brothers, instead of saying, no me, I'm not that type. Somebody will say, if, if marks are being given for marriage, I will get 99.9%. Yes. Huh? 
Yes. Different men of God preach at different times and it gives a feeling. When you are sitting in the congregation, you wonder, hey, Charlie, the man is very holy. One man of God said, I love two things, God and my wife. I love two things. Two things, God and my wife. Hey! Yes. I love two things. God and my wife. Huh? Everybody knows that I love two things. God and my wife. Another man of God said, all I need is my wife and a book. And uh, yes, I have a wife and my book and I'm, I'm okay. I need anything. I read my book and my wife is with me. Especially brothers who wear glasses. Since she wore my ring, she's never complained. Since she wore my ring, she has never complained. If marks are being given for marriage, I'll get 99.9%. And you, when you proposed, the next day you saw a sister and you were wondering whether you made the right choice yesterday. compare with yourself with such a man of God. Then the next time you are, you hear that he's announcing that he's getting divorced. And you wonder. Yes. So, one man of God said, all I need is my my Bible, my wife. If my wife is not around, I just need her picture. I, I just kiss the picture and I'm okay. Hey. You see, such people give you the feeling that they've never noticed another person. But we have a song that says, I notice other girls too. All right. Now, for the sisters. So, brothers, don't be worried if you notice other girls. You are just like a lot of us. Amen. Now, for the sisters, for the brothers, it's important that you know that it is, takes superhuman strength to stay with one person. Power from God. Anointing of the Holy Ghost. Grace from God. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So if you know you are not spiritually strong, you don't have to venture into marriage. Because shortly after marriage, many of the things you th- which you think will go away will multiply. Yes. Never think that getting married will take away pornography. But when you marry, you, you look at what is in the room. You say, ah, it's different from what I saw in the video. And the way the ladies are laughing in the pornography, 
you see that there, there is no sound at, at this other side. <laughs> it's mute. Hey! <laughs> you have to use subtitles. Are you there or you are leaving? So you need spiritual strength to do what is unnatural for the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. No matter who. Every girl you marry has two legs, right and left. So even though she may present the right for some time, but after some time you see the left doing some dangbeshi somewhere. You know, like that. There are other aspects. Yes. Right and left. So if you are not strong, don't try. When it comes to the girls, like Jacob, you have to accept that. My man is cunning. And God has made him choose me. Yes. So for some, for some of the sisters, it's just information. Hmm? It's just information that, oh, men like more. It's just information. Because it won't matter to you. Because maybe God has given you somebody who is able to stay with one person calmly and coolly. So it's just something to know. It's like, no, no, the temperature on Venus is 450 Celsius. It's like, it's something that, it doesn't matter to you. It, it, it's just a fact. It won't ever affect you. But for some others, it is a reality that you may have to deal with. Yes. And how do you deal with it? How is it dealt with? You deal with it. How do you deal with it? How do people deal with it? Unfortunately, this characteristic of men, many ladies become like Caligula. Have you heard of Caligula? Caligula? You know, head of Caligula. Caligula was the third emperor of Rome. First emperor, second, third. So they hadn't had many. And he is known as the mad emperor. He went berserk. He went mad. And he is known for his sexual behavior. He, was, he just went wild. With his, he married, eventually married his sisters, tried to have a child with his sisters. When he eventually married, he married a pregnant woman so that she would give birth immediately. <laughs> he killed thousands of people. And he is known as the mad emperor. But if you go into the history... You see that when he became the emperor, the first seven months, he was actually a good emperor. Yes. He started doing good things. People thought he was coming to revenge for the killing of his mother. And so he brought the evidence of the people, the senators, how they had taken his mother somewhere, his family. He brought the evidence to the senate and told them, I have the evidence for all that you've done, but I'm not like this emperor. I forgive all of you. And he bent the evidence. But by the way, he had copies. He brought the copies later. <laughs> he, bent, he bent it in front of them and told them, I'll forgive you. There's no problem. Let's move on. Yes. So he, he, he was a good emperor. He started doing great things. Then after seven months, he became sick. 
Then nobody, nobody knows what sickness it was like. He got some kind of fever or something. So he was admitted into bed for about three months. Whilst he was sleeping for three months, the person who was supposed to become the emperor after him and some of his assistants went to the Senate and told them that, we just want to inform you, the emperor is not feeling well. In case he doesn't come back, I want you to know that we are ready to do whatever we have to do. And when he made that announcement, a few weeks later, Caligula woke up. And when he woke up and he found out, hey, you that I have named you as an heir, that if I'm not around, I've had mercy on you, I've had mercy on you, you are happy to take over from me. And from that time, he began to be afraid of people around him that people wanted to become emperor, people wanted to kill him. And they did kill him in the end. But they, they cornered him in a tunnel and killed him. He became afraid of everybody. He killed that guy. He killed his assistant. He killed thousands of people. When he went to war, he tried to invade Britain. He couldn't succeed. He told the troops, cross and go. The troops said, we will not cross. He said, decimate them. Do you know what is decimate? You make them to line up and you take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then you put a nail in the head and you kill the person. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, number ten. Every tenth soldier is killed. Decimate. It was mad. So fear changes you. So when a girl becomes afraid, you look at the man and say that he likes other girls and you become afraid. That is when your personality changes. You are caligulated. Your personality changes. So very nice people change when they become afraid. They become so changed, you can't even know what you are dealing with. Yeah. And you know, when you grow, you know a man. <laughs> there are so many people who insult me. I know a particular person who always insults Men are dogs. Men are animals. Men are this. Men are this. Men are... If you are in a house where you hear those kind of things, you hear, oh, ask for a man. A man did this. A man did this. Who oh, ask for men this. It's from experience, and they become caligulated. Pray you never have a relationship with somebody who is full of fear. You will have the ugliest relationship. You have the worst. Pray for other problems except that one. You have the worst relationship and the worst marriage of all. Because the fear will move into suspicion. And the suspicion will move into accusations. And the accusation will move into delusions. And it will move into madness. And even there, there are madnesses, certain types of madness, medical, medically diagnosable madness. One is called schizophrenia, delusional disorder. The person just has a fear. Fear. Paranoid delusions. Paranoia. Bizarre delusions and non-bizarre delusions. It's non-bizarre to think that a man is looking at others. But some... Some ladies, they just have so much fear. I have, over the years, seen good wives change from white to black or from red to blue. Their personalities change. It's like you are dealing with a completely different human being. Mm. Marriages change from day to night to day. It's different. They can have 20 years of happiness, and suddenly it changes. The personality is changed. Can you imagine if you're accusing me, you suddenly start accusing me. I'll start, you, you even look different. I will not preach happily to you. So you have to watch your personality. It's not a new thing. And those who have polygamous marriages, they've accepted it. Oh, I mean, a man there yeah, is he's interested and I've accepted it. And sometimes it's, the only way to deal with it is to accept it. Because you will accept it anyway. Because you, you, you notice that they don't leave. They can talk. The man will go and have a child somewhere. They will never leave. Heaven and will pass. Air to pass. Venus will go to the right. Mars will go here. They will stay in the marriage. Yes, they accept it. Anyway. So why not accept it in your mind so that you are at peace? 
Because it is Jacob's soil, and he said, that, Look, I need 200 sheep uh, goats for 20. He hasn't studied zoology. He knows. Yes. So I pray that for your life, it will just be information in the moon or something. But if it comes down to real life, the calmer you are. But the ladies, I tell you, when you become like Caligula, have seven months of a good marriage. Then, when you wake up and say, Ha! This is what I think. That's a change. That's the end of your marriage. You'll just be acting a drama from then onwards. Public show of PDA, public display of affection. Watch out for those who seem to have the best public display. It's usually not as you may think. Yeah. A lot of effort. Oh, darling. Oh, smoothie. Hi. Oh, sweetie. Sweetie. Hey, different names. Smoothie, sweetie. Smoothie, baby. Sweetie, sweetie, honey. They don't even call their wife by their name anymore. Say, honey, smoothie. Boo-boo. Kiki. Choo-choo. Kili-kili. Chiki-chiki. <laughs> and you say, pardon? Oh, I was just calling my wife. Ow, kuli kuli, come. <laughs> Chiki chaka. Kuchi <laughs> kuchi. And you will be calling your wife. Ekwa. <laughs> yeah. Mami Danzoa, where are you? types of fear are taken out of you in Jesus' name. There are some people, they don't even enter relationship. And they enter relationship, not marry and then it starts. Can I check your phone? Where, where, where did you go? Why are you now coming? The, the, the person doesn't feel relaxed. Calm down, calm down. Calm down. John Wesley's wife, Charlie, she was checking his letters. The man has been a virgin and has stayed to the age of, I think, he married 44, 40 something years old. When she married, she started to insult. She could enter the room and attack all of them. Somebody was serving John Wesley and the other pastors. She started insulting, calling, You whores, you prostitutes who are serving the pastors, you shameful women, this shouting at them. The Methodist person didn't like her at all. She couldn't control herself. If you are interested, you can read the story. In those who accuse you, I don't know, some of the books have it. Is it those who accuse you? It has a story. It's his letter. He wrote a long letter. He wrote his letter. He said that, asperse me no more. Don't accuse me anymore. Allow me to be, a, 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 what do you call it, in my own house. Ah. Wait till man see before. So if you are in a relationship where you have that, you must break up immediately. Don't even discuss it. Don't even come for pastoral advice. Break up immediately. It's an emergency. You shouldn't even continue for 24 hours. It's not worth it. It's my, it's my advice to you. Yes, eject. When it starts, uh, why this? Okay, what about that? So are you sure this? Why are you, this? Are you sure you love me? Why, why, why do you love me? Why do you choose me? Are you sure you chose me? Why, what about her? But why were you talking to her first? And why this? Uh, leave the person tomorrow. Today is what? It's, it's uh, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, midnight, it's over. It's an emergency. It's an emergency. Don't come for counseling at all. Don't even bring it as a topic or something. Don't. Just go. The person has already shown you that she is not stable. And as you go into the marriage, it will continue and it will only get worse. Yes. Never move, even, never come for counseling. And pastors, don't advise anybody who can just say, please, you have this topic, we don't discuss it. The, the advice is in the preaching. That's why you should be in a relationship for some time before you marry, so that you see whether everything is, is okay. 
Sometimes even when a pastor is talking to someone, I say, are you okay? Everything all right? Is everything okay? And the person is looking, oh, why is he, what? Don't even speak to another person. I don't want you to even speak or even show kindness or even show tenderness. And pastors are full of tenderness. Everything all right? I taught it in the shepherd's camp where the terrorist, even he was uh, hijacking the plane and he saw a pregnant lady and he came to say, you all right? Everything okay? Everything all right? And I would say that if terrorists can show kindness, how much more a shepherd? Love and the mega church. Yes. Just tell your beloved, look, I'm a bad person, so bye-bye. I, I can't. I'm a bad person. I'm, I'm the type. I, I'm, I like so many she-goats. Please, let me go. That is how you think of me, so I beg you. I'm not good for you, no. Woe to you when you have signed your certificate. Whenever, I, whenever I'm officiating weddings and it's time for me to sign, when it comes to and I hold the pen, I, I always ask them, are you sure I should sign? Because when I sign this one, it means, and they always, they always say I should sign. All right? Tell somebody, Charlie, I'm ready to accept the realities. Yeah. Now, hey, that is very difficult for sisters, so because a sister there, I think that she will really suffer. In the it's very difficult for brothers too, because sisters too. The truth is that they don't really love the man; they want a child. It's true. The bottom line is they want children. When they've had with you, have a child, this and that, then they are just there. They switch off. Just like the sheep. It's very difficult for the man too. Yes. So as the man is also having a tendency that my natural tendency is to follow this, the woman is also having a natural tendency to just have a child, be called Mrs. and show show, and that is all, and be a dead goat in the house. girls you think that they are some succulent loving they are just looking for children oh when they get the ring and they marry you and they have the child that is it with your picture there they show show off and that's all and you see that you'll be in the house gnashing nobody will kiss you again you will be there oh ask the grown-ups and see either has a song we don't we don't touch anymore we don't kiss you think the songs are for nothing So uh, somebody who is mature, when he sees young, young, they have no attraction for them at all. So look at this. They are like wardrobes. It's like you are looking at wardrobes. Look. I don't know. This one is just talking because it's raining. Listen. When a lion is looking, a lion is lying down like this. And he sees the buffaloes. He's seen lunch and dinner. And he said, this is really nice. This place is really thick and oof, juicy. But the buffalo is not thinking that about him, himself, that I am a good lunch for somebody. So as we are looking at the ladies, they also don't see themselves as a good lunch. You are desiring them with all your heart. They don't see it the way you see it. You see now, God brought you here because it was raining. Yeah. But you hear all these things. 
Anyway, I hear you have a meeting, so. Now, number four. And the last point. Jacob knew that gifts work. Mm. Now, in verse 16, he delivered them into the hand of his servants, all these goats and cows and camels, every drove by himself. And he said to his servants, pass over and put a space between drove and drove. Wow. Verse 17, and he said, and he commanded the foremost, when is my brother meets you and asks you, what are these? And where are you going? And whose are these before thee? Verse 18. Then you shall say, oh, this is your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my Lord. Esau, he's also behind us. Hey, verse 19. And he commanded the second and the third and all that followed the drove, saying, on this manner you shall speak unto Esau when you shall find him. Verse 20. And say moreover, behold, thy servant is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And afterward, I will see his face and peradventure he will accept me. So went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company. Now, Esau, you know, the Bible says that a gift, it has an effect. So, he divided his gift into three parts. That's why some people, instead of giving you dollars, they'll change it into CDs. So that it looks more. Because it was the same group, but he divided it into three. So that one will come, then another will come, then another will come. It looks more, but it's the same. One day I was with a man and he came and he brought me some CDs. And I look at him, it's somebody who deals in dollars. I realized that he has changed it to CDs to look like a big packet. But it was just, I just look at it, I said, look at this man. But gifts work. Gifts work. Gifts work. So, believe in gifts. It is a real power. And it's a power that works so much that it destroys even the society. So, our, our society, Ghana, is destroyed by gifts. Deuteronomy 16, verse 19 says, Thou shalt not rest judgment. Thou shalt not respect persons. Neither take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise. So a gift blinds you. So Esau couldn't see that they've taken your blessing and they've taken your birthright in exchange for some 30 camels. You get it? Today, do we know of Esau as nothing? Esau became nothing. The blessing and the birthright was given to Jacob. So don't be blinded by gifts. That's why I don't live my, my life, my ministry by gifts. You have people, somebody will do something, then, oh, we want to bring an offering, we want to bring money. By the grace of God, your gifts will not change much. Proverbs 17, a wicked man taketh a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. So a pastor shouldn't live his life expecting gifts and relating to people for gifts. If I was relating people for gifts, I would not be in this church. What gifts do you have? You rather need gifts. Proverbs 18, verse 16. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. Now, you see, the point I want to make is that gifts work. <laughs> No matter what you say, and even no matter how negative your mind is, it has an effect. Yes. 
Gifts have an effect because it's a message. Many will entreat, Proverbs 19, verse 6, the favor of the prince, and every man, all right, is a friend to him that gives gifts. Mercy. Every man is a friend to him that gives gifts. 